we got? Are we recording now? Yeah, man. So, um, Rice Krispie Squares birthday cake bar. I haven't had that. It's all right, but they market it as low calorie. It's one of it's low calorie because it's small. I went to Little Bakery, mate, today because I um went last night and they were basically out of everything, so I had to go and make sure I tested their brownie again and uh, their chocolate, chocolate cookie. They're brownies, mate. Little Bakery. 12 out of 10. Welcome to the Gym and Tonic podcast with me, Tim Chase. And today I'm with Mike Kelly. How you doing, Mike? Hello again. I'm good, mate. I'm all right. I'm all right. How's your... Uh, how are you keeping in this uh, lockdown period? It'll be about a week and a half in when this goes live. Yeah, okay, mate. Um, it's definitely, definitely different. It's got a different feel about it to last time, hasn't it? I think everybody... everybody it's colder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's physically got a different feel to it. It's colder. Um, I think everybody knows a bit more about what to expect this time. Everybody's a bit better prepared. I certainly think everybody's already had enough of Zoom quizzes. Oh, uh, Done. Yeah, completely, completely overdone it last time. Um, but yeah, I think it's. Um, I feel all right. Feel fairly positive. Um, we'll go over a few reasons why and ways to feel positive during the podcast. I'm sure. How about you, mate? How do you feel this time? I, I'm good. You know what? This time I haven't really thought about it. I know it sounds weird, <laughs> but last time I put a lot of thought to what I wanted to do, like hobbies and. Um, new things I wanted to take up and I think it backfired because I started learning Italian that's been forgotten now started was it skipping injured my knee so I've realized this time to just kind of just not think just just do stuff just yeah. like I just went out for a walk like you saw I bought a chocolate bar I've done a home yeah. workout just just get stuff done without overthinking too much because last time I think I planned a bit too much and put too much pressure on myself for lockdown I think so. This is the new normal. Just get on with it. Mm. I think. I think. Try not to try not to think too much into it. Yeah. So, I think I did last time was a bit. Um, I suppose last time was different as well because we didn't get much warning, did we? Like we were particularly. I mean, you and I, uh, us gym gym staff, gym people that work in that industry, we had like a six-hour warning, didn't we? It was like, well, that's you done at midnight. Whereas this yeah. time we had a little bit. It's been a little bit more like, well. You've got a few days to get your head around it, go in, sort yourselves out, prepare, then we're closing. So it's been a little bit. Was it six hours? I'm sure it was, mate. I think it, oh, it was wasn't Friday night. I got Friday seven. At like 6 p.m. Ah, yeah. And then by midnight, that's your last lot. So we went in and picked up our stuff on the Saturday morning, didn't we? And that was it. I wasn't, I wasn't there. I got sent home on the Wednesday due to COVID symptoms. Um, you were a sick puppy, weren't you? So I still have no idea. If I have it, if I've had it, if I haven't had it, I don't think I've had it because I was off the back of a of a prep for a show. So yeah, you had prep flu, didn't you? Yeah, you, you tend to get a little bit run down after after a show. But if I had got it, then I'd have been a bit worried. I'm not going to lie because not I'm not new. good not, not good advert for prep, is it? You might you may present with COVID symptoms. <laughs> yeah, well back then as well, the symptoms were everything. Every day there was another symptom. Um, yeah. It didn't matter what it was, whether you'd had a headache, a sore eye, an itchy toe, that was a symptom. Yeah. 
Um, but we know more now. So today, um, you are here to talk about mental health. Yes, I think so. I think. I mean, I, I just, I, I, I'm far from a mental health expert. Um, I think, as we said on my last podcast, I've got a vested interest in mental health. I've had my own journey with mental health. Um, I've done a couple of qualifications, uh, level one in mental health awareness, and then in the last lockdown, I did level two in mental health awareness. Most of the reading I do tends to be about mental health, whether it's depression, anxiety, um, some spiritual texts on being present. Um, I research and practice mindfulness in many different guises. So I'm far from an expert, but it's my field of interest and something that I've read about in terms of its application to the COVID winter, as we were going to call it. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to find out more. I mean, you're obviously going to lead this one um, purely because there's a difference between this and the last one, and that is that it's now darker and colder. And things like, you know, SAD, uh, I definitely struggle with that the fact that it gets so dark and I don't actually see much sunlight. So last lockdown was just really positive, you know, getting outside, shorts, t-shirt, being fit and active. This one, it takes a lot more effort to, to do anything. Um, so mm -hmm. I'm very interested to find out more. But before you start, where is Lenny? What's going on? Lenny's downstairs. We've Mate, just what? actually had a video call with the owners of the new puppy that we're getting. Obviously, COVID restrictions permitting, we'll be picking him up in the middle of December. So we've just had a video call with the new mum. So he's been downstairs. Watching that. Have a video chat with his new brother, yeah. I'll try and get him up in a minute. I'll, I'll see if I can summon East. That was the only reason I booked you, mate. No, no, yeah. So that's the only reason most people talk to me now, mate, is because of the dog. <laughs> interested. I wonder why I've got no friends since I don't have a dog <laughs> anymore. <laughs> It's dried up, barren. Hey, it's barren. true, no one wants to meet. Right, so where do you want to kick off? I mean, I don't want to prompt you. I want you to kind of kick okay. off where you feel most relevant. So maybe we'll, maybe I'll lead and then you can, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe call upon your experiences and your thoughts on this, the subjects I'll lead with. We'll do, we'll do that, we'll do that. Let's do that. Um, well, so we'll start, mate. Best, uh, one of the best drinks out there. Sugar-free, Volvic, strawberry. Uh, oh, Tango that's that is quite solid. Let's not go into a Spartan on this um, on this podcast. We'll save that. Yeah, yeah, save that for another one. Yeah, okay. go, for go for it, mate. So the way I sort of thought about leading it was, I will look at ten things to protect your mental health, and then ten potential risks, um, which uh, all could be considered during this lockdown and any further lockdowns which we might encounter. Um, okay, so number one in terms of protecting your mental health, the first one we'll look at is reaching out for help early. Uh, now, this is something that men are particularly guilty of uh, in terms of mental health is not reaching out for help. Um, there's very much a, a pride associated with asking for help, I think, when it comes to men's mental health, uh, maybe perhaps with, with women as well, um, but reaching out for help. So that's Letting people know that you feel down, letting people know that there is a problem, that you're not quite feeling yourself. Um, reaching out for help with finances, you know, this is going to affect people's ability to earn. It's going to affect their ability to pay bills. And that comes with a certain amount of stress. 
Uh, I've also, in my notes, I don't know if you know that I've got a degree, I think you have as well, uh, since I've been in academia, I make notes quite a lot. Um, fear of domestic abuse, those sorts of things might be creeping in, obviously. Um, people are thrown, people are being thrown together. Um, people might not be with each other 24 hours a day and there may be flashpoints of uh, risk of domestic abuse, which wouldn't normally be there in this situation. Yeah, I so think reaching out for help early, that's, that's um, one of my 10 things to protect. Yeah, people are a bit, um, like you said, a bit worried to do that um, because especially at the moment, you don't want to put your problems onto someone else. And I think sometimes, I know when I was going through problems in my life, when people who were going through similar told me afterwards, oh, I was going to talk to you, but I knew you had your own problems. Actually, it helped me when someone spoke to me about their problems. I realized I wasn't the only one going through, you know, trouble sometimes. So sometimes if you know someone who is struggling as well, you don't want to put it onto them. Actually, it may be mutually beneficial. So definitely that's, reaching out. That's, that's massive, mate. I think there's two things that you touched on there. Um, one of the things is, like you said, it's a shared experience. Um, so if people feel like someone else is going through the same problem, and I think we all are. <laughs> so like within with, you know, some respect, somebody will be able to resonate with the problem that you're going through. So there's that's one thing. The other thing as well, like you said, if, no one, if, if people weren't reaching out to you because they felt that you had your own problems, is that if you are feeling low, if someone reaches out to you, then that gives you a feeling of worth. And it's like, okay, this person needs me. And that makes you feel a certain thing, you know, and it makes you feel like you're needed and there's value there and what you're able to offer back for them. Yeah, you don't feel completely worthless and um, demotivated. You realise there's a bigger purpose, I suppose, to to everything because you can actually, you know, help someone else, which in turn is going to probably help you ultimately, I guess. Definitely. And I think that's something that, I mean, John and I discussed uh, the last lockdown is particularly for like PTs, our value in our work, we, we're helping people. Mm. And not only have you taken our ability to earn away, you've taken away our purpose um, when we can't go to work. Mm -hmm. So in that sort of sense as well, it's, we're people, yeah, it's, it's help, isn't it? We're there to help people. And, and if that's taken away, that's quite tough. A lot, a lot of yeah. PTs will be finding that right now. Um, even if PTs are able to do 50% of their work, through Zoom, that's still 50% of their value that they yeah. might see being taken away during the period. Yeah. Um, so that's number one. Uh, number two, and this is something that I'm sure you'll be able to chip in on, is fixing a routine and setting short-term goals. Um, so you know, through your prep and things like that, is the, it, the, the, the power of routine and getting things fixed in place. So that we're not just during this period, we're not just sitting in bed or staying in bed till 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. Because um, again, that's going to get you feeling down. That's going to get you feeling like you're not doing anything, you're not achieving anything. And those short-term goals come within that. Yeah, this links back to what I said earlier about big difference between this one and last one. Last one, I set myself the goal of, you know, becoming fluent in Italian. And that that is such an unachievable and big goal that it just, it put, made me feel stressed and put a lot of pressure on myself. Whereas this time, when I said I'm just getting things done, what first thing I did and pretty much the main thing I've done is I just set myself a routine for the next seven days. I said, I'm going to get up. I get up at six o'clock or my alarm goes at six. And then I get out for a walk at half six. And then I have breakfast at you know half seven. So when I set my day up like that, and now I'm going to watch Netflix in the evening, 
those little goals, like you said, they're, they're not really, I suppose, goals as almost checklists. If I can check those things off, you know, I feel like I'm making progress and then potentially over time, I might be able to <laughs> start achieving some of those bigger goals that I originally wanted. Definitely. I think that's something that obviously most of the people that are going to be watching this are fitness people. Um, one of the things, what, <laughs> I'll, I'll do another book recommendation off the back of this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Christy's just reading the, the last book that I recommended. Um, as a, a psychologist called Jordan Peterson, um, I've read some of his stuff. One of the things that he uh, always tries to encourage people to do is set the bar low. Yep. So this is something that fitness people can certainly resonate with. Set the bar low. Now, by that, under I mean, under Italian. I mean, yeah. you, you try to learn Italian, yeah. It's like that's hard. Mm. You almost start setting yourself up for failure. So the idea would be, okay, you set the bar low and you set small, short-term achievable goals. Mm. This week, I'm going to learn five words in Italian, mm. rather than the broad spectrum, learn Italian. Yeah. And well, it's a bit like achieving progressive overload in fitness. You don't just go in and throw, um, well, you might, you probably do. You don't just go in and throw 200 kg on a, on a bench and start bench pressing, do you? You work your way up and you set yourself small achievable goals. I'm going to add on 2.5 kilos this week. Yeah, you, that's, like, that's you sound like Jordan Peters, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, it's true. This this links to that. Um, I, I started looking at Atomic Habits um, a month or two ago, and that is that was for me was something I still haven't managed to do. But with my mobility and stretching, I kept trying to set myself right do an hour a day. It's never going to happen. Set yourself five minutes a day. A lot more realistic to do that five minutes, and that may accidentally roll into ten, fifteen, twenty. Um, so that that I definitely think that works a um, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Small small things you can nail day in, day out. And business, um, mate. Saying that I've had for the last few years in business is under um, under promise, overachieve. So, you know, pro promise, this is where like, the budget gyms have done so well in the fitness industry. You're going to pay a cheap membership for a 24-hour access. Then when you go in and someone says hello, they talk to you with your name, they say, oh, do you want to take part in this class? And you suddenly go, wow, like, I'm getting all of this for, for very little and you yeah. just wowed away by it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, if, like you said, if you set yourself five minutes of mobility, you do twenty, you come out of it mm. feeling better. You've done. You've done all right, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. I think linking on to that number three, um, which can certainly be built into your fixed routine, is working on sleep. Now, sleep's going to be a massive thing that's going to affect your mental health, uh, your well-being, your physical health as well um working on sleep now we've got time in theory we should have time particularly some of these fitness people that are going to be listening um i would hope or i should think that your day is going to be starting slightly later than it might be normally so i know for a fact because i don't have to travel into work because my clients my one-to-one -one clients don't have to travel to the gym we're able to start our zoom calls a little bit later so we've got a little bit more time to sleep um we're not going to be getting home as late from work so you can wind down properly. Yeah. Uh, this is a real opportunity to work on improving your sleep. Um, so things within your routine, that's going to be things like getting off uh, electrical devices early, an hour before bed, mm -hmm. having a proper wind down, maybe having a bath before bed. Um, 
another book recommendation, uh, Matthew Walker, uh, Why We Sleep. Um, one of the things, one of the things he says, the reason that people sleep so well after a bath is because of the drop in body temperature. Your core body temperature is dropping. Um, working for things like getting the room the right temperature and making sure you've got blackout blinds, yeah. sure LEDs within the room that are lighting the room. All these little things. You've got time at the moment. We're blessed with time. If you um, could, um, if you could recommend to someone. Um, I don't know, let's say two two things they could focus on this week then for improving their sleep. What would be the kind of quick fixes, the, the go-tos? Um, getting off electrical devices an hour before bedtime um, and making sure that the room is completely dark. Okay. Um, as soon as it starts to get light, uh, our pineal gland starts to produce uh, melatonin. Um, it continues, well, well sorry, it stops producing melatonin as soon as it becomes light. So that's when it's, you get that signal to, to wake up. And that's what the blue light is doing. Yeah. When you're trying to go to sleep, your body thinks it's daylight still. Makes uh, sense. And it's fighting against, against it. Even if people that say, oh, that doesn't affect me, it does. You just yeah. can't notice it. Would you recommend any supplements or would you leave them to, or would you just completely ignore them actually? I would go without supplements, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's things you can take, but um, something I've tried in the past, which this chap who's the sleep scientist says doesn't really work for healthy individuals is melatonin. Yep. Um, he suggests that young, healthy individuals should not, that will not do anything. But yeah. Um, unless you're jet lagged. Okay. Um, so yeah, I would just work on getting it right without any supplements. Yeah, uh, I think that would then become something you're reliant upon, and all the basics are there to to do it without any supplementation or yeah. try and go. Um, so that's another one. Uh, another one again. This is going to work well into routine. Is build in exercise uh, training, physical exercise uh, into your routine. So obviously, we know that exercise makes you feel good. It's going to create feelings of self worth. Um, especially if you can work it back into that short-term achievable goal. Like we said, exercise might be your mobility. It might be going out for a power walk. It might be going for a run. It might be doing some weights at home. Um, physical exercise, endorphin release, trying to make it progressive, trying to set yourself little goals that you're going to get done through lockdown. Um, yes, and don't get too obsessed with having to progress through lockdown, maybe look at your exercise as just something to keep your mental health good. So as in, set yourself a little target, 30 minutes a day, get outside for a walk and enjoy it and just do what you need to do. Listen to a podcast or enjoy whatever it is, the autumn weather or wherever you go, just to unwind rather than trying to break a PB. That's massive, mate. Yeah, I think you're quite right. I think... There's probably there's a lot of pressure in the fitness industry on let's progress, let's succeed, let's do this, let's do that. And I I do agree with that. And I think it obviously the promise of results does sell to clients and potential clients. And you will have some a number of clients that do want to do that. Some people will be clinging on for dear life for four weeks. Mm. So some people you're not gonna overturn. 30 40 years of emotional eating mm -hmm. in four weeks to make somebody lose weight during a pandemic oh mate i've given up with it as you saw from my 
chocolate eating. I'm not binging. What I am doing is I put my calories up to the highest they've been in probably about a year. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to keep them there and stay active. So now I have energy. I feel good. I'm enjoying myself, but I'm keeping my activity levels high. So yeah. potentially I'll probably maybe a kilo or two fatter at the end of lockdown, but I'll feel a hell of a lot better for it. And you won't be beating yourself up about it either. Oh, constantly. Thinking the agreement to yourself. Am I losing gonna... muscle? Am I gaining strength? Am I losing this? I just, it's too much hassle. Let me just go and enjoy myself and yeah. keep training. And like you said, do all the basics right. And then I can deal with all the bigger goals at the end of lockdown when I've still got the muscle tissue I already had, if not more, because I'm changing my style of training. I think that's it, mate. I don't know. I can't. I don't know if we're going to come back to that later, but I think that is important. You know, it's, um, you've got the rest of your life to lose uh, fat or build oh. muscle. We can do it in weeks, mate. Me and you can do it in weeks. Yeah. I think, a lot, well. I, I think yeah, a lot of people can. It's just be sensible and be kind to yourself as well. Mm. That, you know, it's, this is a really hard time for everybody. Oh, too many it's, things to think about than worrying about dropping a bit of body fat now. Yeah. I think the exercise needs to be a vehicle for good mental health, for keeping you physically fit and... But not, yeah, like you said, not setting PBs, not trying to drop kilos and kilos and kilos and having a bit of fun with it. Yeah. Uh, group, group video calls, meaning that you're actually still connecting with people and seeing people. And Yeah, I went my that. exercise yesterday, mate. You'll like this one. I went for it with my mum, went around the park, and nice. uh, there was a little barista selling coffee at the back of his van. So got myself a cappuccino, and Lovely. my mum was like, oh, this is my sort of exercise. And I was like, Perfect. Like we went for a forty-minute walk and got coffee. I was like, "This is, this is exactly what we need for." <laughs> Spot on, mate. You're happy. Mum's happy. Mum's mm. enjoying herself. Spot on. Spot on. Right, number five. Another. This is another one. Search for positives and practice gratitude. There you go. You just found one. You just <laughs> had a lovely afternoon with your mum. Brilliant. Exactly. How we wouldn't have done that? Would you? Would you have done that? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Certainly not as regularly. Well, I would have done it, but I may not have appreciated it. Um, I'm, you appreciate a lot more, don't you, when it gets taken away? I think so, mate. Yeah, I think, I think there's, good, there's good to be found everywhere, but it is hard to find it. And that's why they call it practicing gratitude, practicing mindfulness. It needs to be done all the time. And uh, you need to actually dig deep sometimes to look for the positives. Because like we said, people are out of pocket. People, people want to be able to go out. People want to be able to do all these things. So finding positives right now is going to be tough. How do you do that? I mean, it sounds silly, but I mean, I know people write gratitude journals like every night or every morning, or are you just talking about when you see something, just being like, oh, that's, that's positive. I mean, how would you t advise people that go about finding positives? I think like you said, yeah, pra practicing daily is a, is a great thing to do because when you practice daily, you don't want to repeat, uh, you don't want to repeat the same thing every day. So it, it makes you search deeper and deeper and deeper. And I think, like you said, there's also some merit in finding things as they happen. Um, the other day, I'm, I'm, uh, there was a leak on the roof outside and um, I was fixing the leak and I was so pissed off. I was like, why is this happening to me? Why is my roof leaking? And I walk into work and there's a homeless guy and I'm like, oh, I'm fucking yeah. lucky, I've got a roof. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, then I feel guilty. I'm like, oh. Then I like take it off. I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful I've got a roof over my head. Yeah. Um, 
but it, there's, there's there are things everywhere and you do um, see people time, don't you? you people like I, even with my parents they go why does it always happen to us and i'm thinking but you're in a house with like wi-fi and it was like oh the wi-fi doesn't work why is it always us you're like <laughs> a lot of people yeah. would love that wi-fi <laughs> yeah it's you you nicking all the wi-fi doing these videos that's why hey, wi-fi's not working. we used up all the bandwidth i tell you the truth the other day i've got to talk quietly because in the other room i um I was uploading a podcast. It might have been the one with you. And uh, my dad was working and he's going, why can't I get my emails to work? The internet's really slow. I'm going, oh, is it? Like, <laughs> Milking it. Cane in the, in the bandwidth. Oh, well. Yeah, I think so. Maybe that, if that's one thing you can take through this period, write down three things. It doesn't have to be morning and night. Three things a night. Just before you go to bed, I'm grateful for this, this and this. And, you know, it's, it's really tough. And there are things, you know, I hate the fact I can't go into work, but I'm so lucky because I get to see Sophie and the dog every day now, like all, all day, every day. And I get to walk the dog every day and I wouldn't have time to do that. Oh, question for you. Would you, yeah. would you recommend doing the same ones every day? Or would you say search for a three new ones every day? Because you could obviously oh. easily be grateful for the same things. Or would you say try and find something? Try and find some different ones. Yeah, try and find some different ones. Um, I go back and I've got like a mindfulness journal and I look back over it sometimes and I repeat the same thing, one thing all the time, like I'm grateful I had a really good sleep last night. <laughs> That's the value that I place on the sleep. So if I'm like, I'm thankful for it every day, if I had a good sleep, obviously throughout however long I've been really grateful to get sleep. Yeah, um, yeah definitely, it's definitely worth, um, definitely worth writing them down. Um, Another one that you could, we could perhaps be grateful for. Uh, number six, plan your finances. So this is something that's going to um, take some of the strain off your thought processes or your anxious thoughts around that subject, finances. Now, this is a big one that obviously people are talking a lot at the moment. Like, do we need to be doing another lockdown? I saw somebody share like a meme. Oh, thank God, thank God somebody's taken away my ability to earn my income yeah. for a virus that has a 97% survival rate. And I mean, you can understand why people are pissed off and upset and um, that's not for me to decide whether we should have gone into lockdown or not. But planning your finances is going to really help um, you reduce stress. So certainly both myself and my um, darling fiance, we're both self-employed. So this is a potentially stressful time. So we both had to sit and look at how much um earning potential we've got for this period i'm able to earn she is not she's not able to see anybody i am fortunate enough she can't paint nails um no. over zoom i mean it'd be quite hard i'd like to see that see her try um <laughs> but um yeah so i can obviously earn. we can plan things we can look at when the mortgage is going to come out what bills we've got what bills we can reduce can we take things away can we stop buying crap on amazon can yeah. we stop having takeaways uh, this sort of stuff, plan it, look at what support you are able to get, what you're entitled to. Are you entitled to any government support? Are you entitled to universal tax credit? Um, are you able to get some financial support from family? If you've got that luxury, some, some of us will not have that luxury. Uh, are you able to get any payment holidays on loans or mortgages and things like that? Anything that you can do to reduce the stress and strain of this period do it because it will help and it's one less thing to think about and it links to number one you said doesn't it reaching out for help as well yeah 100 percent. 
family. I think, I think during this period, and I think at the moment, people are kinder than you think. People are kinder than you think. People are people are willing to lend a helping hand at the moment and be reassuring. Um, we had a guy on our, on our staff group chat yesterday, Will. Yeah. Will Will's only known us like two weeks, three weeks. I've only seen him in person three or four times. He put on our group saying, if anybody wants to go out for a walk and a talk during lockdown, then give me a shout. That's so nice. I was like, that's, that's such a lovely thing to say. Yeah. People are kinder than you'd think. Because that would really, there will be someone that, for me and you, I'm like, oh, that's amazing, really nice. But we don't, we don't need it. It's lovely, and I, I would love to go and meet him and do that, as I would with loads of people. But we don't need it. But there will be someone who probably saw that message that will actually need it. You know, there's times if this had hit a year, a year ago, or a year and a half ago, that would have been me. You know, living on my own in a house yeah. with no one else around. So yeah, someone may need that, and that might be the difference between them making it through lockdown or not. I suppose effectively. As, as yeah, definitely. It sounds. Definitely reaching out for help, financial help. Number seven, um, find time for your needs. Oh, was now, that needs? I thought that said meds. Meds. <laughs> got to take your meds, mate. You've got to take your meds. No well, need. That's, <laughs> oh, that's right. My handwriting's not all that, is it? But It's all right. Um, you haven't seen my missus, mate. This is, she writes in like hieroglyphics. Scrawl, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, by this, I mean find time for your needs. So this might apply more to people with families. Um, people with kids, people with lots going on, people that are really snowed under with work. Um, because obviously you're going to be in a situation where you're at home a lot more, you're around other people, you might be, you might be at home, you might be a carer for somebody in your family. Um, looking after what you need and being considerate and kind to yourself and making sure you have a little bit of time on your own or you look after what it is that you still want from life. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really important to, to do that um, and that's going to be really important through this period and I suppose a good way of doing that is linking back to what you said about getting your routine set making time for you which is something that I've always guilty of I like to fill my time with things to do but not necessarily things that are for me if that makes sense so I won't just sit there and watch a movie I was watching a movie last night I started watching that 1917 30 minutes in and I'm started working on client work for an hour and then I stopped watching the movie that stuff could have waited really definitely how can you do that though to separate it it's I think you'd have to be religious with mm. probably phone away I suppose that's probably a bit habit more than anything I think you just got to be aware like the fact that you've just said find time for your needs that's something that you need to be aware of and as you go to pick up your phone you need to go no this is my time, but again, it's easier said than done, isn't it, really? I'll go and have a bath. That's what I do. I, my carbon footprint's probably awful, but I'll go and have a bath like every day. Um, oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? You, the amount of things you want to do to save money and then you need to spend money to keep yourself a little bit sane and, you know, carbon footprint here and, ah. Oh, I know. That so fine line. I know, but I love a bath. I like having a nice bath. Oh, I don't, mate. I'll be honest, I don't like baths. You know, can you, you I'm like a it? shower man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I can't, I love it. It's my favourite thing. Do you, go, do, you go, do you go boiling hot? Or do you oh, go... well hot. Yeah. Has to be. Has to be. I drink, my cup, I drink a cup of tea really hot as well, though. 
yeah, I, I burn my mouth to pieces eating oats and drinking coffee and tea, but baths, mm. no. Got to be really careful with that. You, I think you can get like esophageal cancer very, like later in life if you drink your tea. This is what I was reading the other day. If you drink your tea too hot all the time, it's quite dangerous. Oh, God. Yeah. I know. Sorry, mate. I don't want to, I don't want to make you, I don't want to make you anxious. Sorry. I forget I said it. I forgot I said it. <laughs> all right. Number eight, stay connected. Do what we're doing. Look, having a chat. We just happen to be filming it. We could be having this chat anyway. Stay connected. I mean, I know everybody thinks the Zoom quizzes are a pain in the ass, and they might be right. They are. <laughs> but um, all that sort of stuff going out the way this time around, and that's what I will put. I said to you, it's different this time around. You are perfectly within your right, legally, to go and meet somebody in a public place, one other person. Go and do it. Make sure you're doing it. I'm going yeah. to go and meet John on Monday. We're going to do some stuff in the park. That sounds a bit naughty, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, sounds worse. We're going to play with each other. In the, we're going to uh, play football in the park together. That's it. Yep. Different. Yeah. Need two different balls, though. Probably. I'm assuming. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do that. Just make sure you're doing it because you're able to do it this time. And I think you saw the other day I did a video. It's cold, but everyone's got to cope. Anybody who's watching this, who's got an iPhone, who can watch this video, they've got a coat. You've got a coat. Get outside. You're That's the hardest bit. That's why you need to set that routine and you need to reach out and message someone and then you're kind of both obliged to meet. Um, and I, was, I just went out for a walk then just before this, just to the shop to buy a Pepsi Max. I didn't even want a Pepsi Max. I haven't even drunk it. And obviously a double decker. Um, but I needed a reason to go out. You nearly left the shopping bar out then, didn't you? Yeah, nearly. But I, I set myself that, as stupid as it sounds, that goal of going to a shop, which is a 15-minute walk away, because it means I have to go out. And I'm not doing it to lose weight, because I, had, I ate the calories back, but it gives me that ability to get out, and I know how important that is if I don't go out the house. Definitely. Have I not written that down? What, double-deckers? No, not double-deckers. They're not, they're, I'm surprised. They're, they're, they're an average bar, but they're pretty solid, mate, if you are interested. No, I don't know. I'm not a massive fan. I like a boost. Yeah, boost they're similar. They, they broke my, it felt like it broke my teeth. It was that hard. But. I, I wrote something down somewhere about getting out in nature. Getting out, like, getting out in nature, getting outside, getting a bit of sunlight. I know there's not much of it. Getting a bit of sunlight on your face when you can. Getting out in nature is massive for us. By design... We're primates. We're not really designed to be sat inside a house. Um, playing, playing Call of Duty. Playing, we're not designed to do, play computer games, no. So get out in nature, get in amongst the trees, go out wherever you can, green space, get outside as often as you can, enjoy it and appreciate it. And take your computer and just bin it, mate. That's what I did years ago. Never look back. So oh, take, your, take your Call of Duty now, mate, and just launch out the window. I did it when I was 16. And I've never looked back. When you're bored, you pick up your remote control and go, what is there to watch? And there's nothing. I've only got the only distraction I've got is my phone now. That's the problem. If I wasn't sat in Call of Duty, I'd be sat on the phone. True. That's Scrolling. Watch one's probably finding videos like this to watch. One's more toxic than the other, yeah. <laughs> one's, more, one's, yeah one's worse than the other. I'll get, well, should we rattle through? I'm a bit conscious of time. Yeah, I need to watch, I need to watch football, mate. <laughs> I should watch it, though. Okay. That was in my routine, mate. I scheduled this in. All right, let's go. Reward yourself and celebrate wins. Woo! So when you, you rewarded your walk with a double-decker, 
Oh. How was you getting out to the shop, having a double-decker? Reward yourself. If you're going to do these little small achievable goals and you're going to get them done, then reward yourself. Something nice, I don't know, maybe a takeaway, support a local business. Yep. Um, something like that. Reward yourself and celebrate those small wins. Number 10. Now, this comes back to what you were saying about seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, get used to, <laughs> get used to it. Get used to cold and dark days. Celebrate what's great about them. That's what I've written down. Now, I know it's not great, and it, even some people are just aren't winter people, but I don't know. You're stuck in. You can't get out. What can you do that you wouldn't normally be able to do? I don't know. Read a nice book. Watch 1917. Cuddle up on the sofa. Watch something that you wouldn't normally get a chance to watch because you'd feel like you wanted to go outside. Try and celebrate what's good about the dark days. Wrap up warm. Buy a nice new hat. Buy a nice new scarf. Something like that. Do you know what I used to do? When I, when I had a dog... Um, I used to go out for a walk and I used to take pride in trying to get back from my 45-hour dog walk before the sun came up. Oh, really? I used to get back and it would be like, you know, six in the morning. I'd be like, yes, I've done it. It's still dark. It's still dark. And because it was like almost like a game where I was like, see if I can get this dog walk done before the sun comes up. Then it started (laughs) becoming a little bit, in a weird way, fun. So he's put his little light on him, you know, his little collar. And you'd be walking along thinking, everyone else is in bed still. Like, this is brilliant. I'm getting this done before anyone even gets up. Because it's one o'clock in the morning, it's not you've only been bed. <laughs> Pretty early, but it, it was weird how I changed my mindset from "oh, this is such a drag" to "oh, I need to get out quick so I can get back before the sun comes up." Yeah, definitely. Such definitely. a weird way of doing it, but it worked because it, it became for me like you said, like a, a reward. It was like a go out and I come back and I'd be like, "Well done," you know. Now it's time for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, those sorts of things. Um, try and celebrate what's good about the, those those dark days. Right. 10 risks, these are our risk factors. These are things that are gonna be potentially damaging that you should probably try and avoid. This is something that I try to avoid and I've been guilty of. Number one, what if conversations? What if this happens? What if that happens? And I had one of these yesterday, I stopped myself. I read an article on Lab Bible um, about, in Denmark, I think it was, they've culled 10,000 mink because they're worried that the coronavirus is going to mutate. And I was like, oh my God, what if that happens? I'm like, I don't, I don't have the expertise to make any judgment on whether that might happen or not. I'm just getting myself at it that that could happen and we could forever be in lockdown and we might all die. Yeah, I mean, three people that are very close to me have just come down with COVID. Um, right. So it hit, it hit very, very, very close to home. Um, luckily, they're all fine, but yeah, it... it it only takes one thing, doesn't it? Like that so. story to change your whole outlook from positive to negative. So yeah, <laughs> avoid them. Yeah, the what ifs, the what ifs, the suppositions. What if that happens? What if this happens? What if that happens? What if we never get our lockdown? All those sorts of things. So said to me just now, I had to pull her up on it again. She said, um, what I've, I've heard that we're going to do a lockdown every other month. And I was like, who have you heard that from? What? Right. What, uh, you know what I mean? I'm like, what point of authority told you that? Oh, it's one of my clients. Why the heck did she hear it from? Did you? You must have seen that meme that went around originally. Was many of them going? Um, I heard from my window cleaners, dog walkers, sisters, brothers, someone or other that he heard when he was cleaning the prime minister's windows that they were going to do a lockdown. You know, when you're like, the army are going to be on the streets. The army was, are going to be yeah, yeah. on the streets. You overheard a conversation where, how, you know, and you're like, nah. Yeah, no, that's not happening. That's not happening. Forget it. Um, that following on to that nicely, 
Ted, another risk, too much social media. Too much, too much, too much going in. Information overload, overwhelm, too much crap, too much anti, anti-COVID, COVID, conspirators, everything oh, going in. I was watching that today, mate. Let's just shut it down. Let's just get rid of us now. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of stuff. It's just, there's, there's so much on there at the moment. Everybody's going to be intensely opinionated because people feel very passionate about what's happening at the moment and i don't know about you mate but i get massive splinters from sitting on the fence with a lot of these things because i don't i can see both sides of most arguments and that's the problem i always have that i struggle to get opinionated um, definitely so. the other the other bit which we touch on that you said as well about um just sort of getting through the period and, and not having to hit pbs and the other too much social media thing that can be a risk is comparison comparison is a thief of joy if you're comparing yourself to what certain people in the fitness industry particularly are doing during this period some people will be at home with their home gym they will have a perfect setup and they'll be absolutely smashing through it like nothing's happening and some people will be sat there doing cool and social media is a complete lie complete lie so i posted my double decker but i didn't post my brownie and my cookie and the all the other things i had this morning but I could have posted none of that and posted the chicken salad I just had. So yeah. you don't know if they're posting yeah. old workouts, new workouts, filters. And if you posted your chicken salad, you might have made someone feel like shit. Who yep. was eating and instead, someone may have been having a chocolate bar. I went, oh, well, he's having it, so it's fine. So, um, yeah, I would just ignore what other people are doing as hard as it is because I can yeah. make my life... In fact, I might do this. I might do this as a little experiment. I might make a couple of days look like I'm an absolute fat, lazy shit. And I might do a couple of days where I look like the most healthiest man ever and just see what messages I get. See what response you get. See what response you get. Yeah, that'd be interesting. You've obviously got a bigger following than me. You can you can experiment with stuff like that. If I did that, <laughs> I think I do do that. <laughs> I'd do that anyway. I, I do. I, I, my, <laughs> I keep swapping accounts. I'll swap back to my original account. So half the followers I've got are still on the old account. Yeah. Uh, uh, on those. Well, I couldn't say something else then. What was I going to say? I'll come, I'll come back to it if I remember. Um, worrying about things out of our control. And this is something you've probably seen a lot of people posting about. It's very stoic. This is like a stoic belief. It's very similar uh, to what if, isn't it? I think so, yeah. But I mean, you're not, you're not going to ever be in control of what the government are doing. Um, you're not going to be in control of how the virus moves. Oh, I posted this, mate. Uh, last week, I put it as my lockdown motivation. You can only control... I can't think what I put, but it was... You can only control what you're in control of, I think. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's floating around a lot, and it's true. It's completely true. Worry about things that are within your control. So things that are within your control are social media use, um, what time you go to bed, whether you go out and train, all these sorts of things. But you can't control what is in the news. You can control whether you watch it. Mm -hmm. You can't control how the virus is going to mutate. <laughs> it's not going okay, to. I posted, I posted this on my old, on my old lockdown lifting club, and yeah. said um, all. I'm, um, I said not sure how I feel about lockdown 2.0 in England. All I do know is that we can only control how we react to things that are out of our control. Definitely, that's the only thing we can do is, is how we respond to the stuff that gets put on us, and we have no say, like you said, as to what gets put on us. I would love to go to work, and I can't. Same as you. So we have to go, well, that's happened. <laughs> what can we now control? 
Exactly true. Exactly true. And I've really, I really felt for the gym owners that were trying to keep their gym open. Um, I really did, but I did. I really felt that all these gyms that were keeping their gyms open were were doing it for the wrong reasons. I feel like it was for advertising and for social media marketing. I don't. I, they were never going to stay open longer than a day. All of these yeah. gyms that were getting shut down. They knew they were going to be shut down because they were advertising on social media and they were filming police. So as much yeah. as I respect them, I do feel like it was a, a bit of a marketing game being played because they knew they were shutting, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. It, was, it was always going to be really hard for them, wasn't it? I think a massive part of it is acceptance. Um, as much as you might not agree with the measures that are being put in place, um, there is a certain level of acceptance that is required because otherwise you're fighting against something and that fighting against it is just going to make things so much harder when things are already very hard. Um, a quiet acceptance of what is is going to make things a little bit easier. It's going to make you, I don't know, relax, bring your heart rate down. If you're constantly in a state of fight um, against something you cannot control, and you can't at the moment, I'm really sorry, but... You're not going to win, are you? You're not going to win. And people are slagging off police officers and people like that, and you're like... <laughs> They're just doing their job. That, unfortunately, as, as harsh as it sounds, they might not agree with what they're doing. But what are they going to do? Stand up and say no, and then they lose their job and they can't feed their family. It's a hard one. Yeah, it's really hard. Too much news, number four. Ten risks, too much news. Now, that's something I've, I've deleted the BBC News app off my phone. Just so much. It's just the same stuff over and over and over and over and over. And it's um, a lot of that what if, the, the Daily Mail, for example, is leak things always get leaked always rumors and it's the room the title then the clickbait gets slightly changed the daily fail yeah so that's where people get these things of oh there's gonna be locked in every other month well yeah someone may have said in a news a conference i think this may happen and now suddenly that is what's happening yeah yeah i just i've seen i've seen studies before about the wording within that that Bad news sells, good news doesn't. Oh. So across the course of the last hundred years, they've gone through and they studied the negative terminology used in news. And it's just gone up and up and up and up and up and up. And it's like you turn on the news and it's just shit, 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 shit. It's awful. Like when you put a good story on. Like when yeah. you put something good. Um, anyway, Captain Tom was good, wasn't he? That the guy was walking up and down the garden, the old fella. Was he brilliant? Doing? He's, he's launching a new campaign. I don't know what he's doing, but good for him. He's got, he's got. He's still going, is he? He's, he's probably started again, but he's doing. I can't. I don't even know what he's doing. But I heard his name being mentioned. I think he's got a new campaign for. I think it's to get people moving um, to raise money. So you know, he's got a massive following now. So good for him. God bless him. Judging the behaviour of others. This is something I'm guilty of, and it ties in nicely with number two, which was too much social media. Judging the behaviour of others, I think I spend a lot of time doing this, particularly with other people's interpretation of the rules. So it even links back to what we just said about the gym owners. I shouldn't really even be bothered about whether they're doing it or not. It doesn't directly affect me. But then I judge them for what they're, why they're doing it. And I judge what other people are doing. And people are maybe bending the rules on this support bubble slightly. I've seen people, you know, three, four, five people around their house and mocking the support bubble should they be doing it should they not be doing it doesn't directly affect me 
Maybe I don't I don't care what anyone else is doing. There's plenty of people following it. There's plenty of people not following it. I was chatting to my mum and I've realised it doesn't matter if you're lower class, upper class, rich, poor, you're in government, you're in the police or you're homeless. There's a percentage of those of each person, of each group that is following the rules 100% and a percentage that couldn't care less. Yeah. The government all the way down to, like I said, the, the lowest class. There are people following it to the letter and there's people that are just like couldn't give a shit exactly and i think you're not going to change that are you but i do i am i am guilty of that myself so um yeah that's another thing that's not going to help it's going to you're going to dwell on it you're going to think a bit too much into it what, what do you do if you see someone without a mask in a shop do you think oh what a prick put your mask on or do you just ignore it i get the ump for a split second then i think oh they might have asthma or something no i feel bad for you know what i mean i look at them and think you're probably lying um, and if I said to you, you're not wearing a mask, you need to wear one, you're going to say you've got asthma and you're exempt. And I'm going to say, where's your lanyard or your badge? And you're going to say you forgot it. And then, in, but then I'm, because that is such a hassle, I just think, oh, I can give a shit. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I sort of take it as a slight on me because I decided that I would follow the rules. Oh, man. I'm a sucker for the rules. I'll just follow the rules, mate, like a sheep that most people hate, but it is what it is. I've got no control over that so i'm just gonna all i can control is me not getting a fine you're the anti-mask campaigner's worst nightmare aren't you because you're just doing as you're told end of the day it comes down to that exactly what we've been discussing it's out of my control and unless thousands of people or millions of people are all on the same day gonna start wearing a mask and i think oh maybe maybe i could make a a stand and make an impact i'm just like i'm gonna go with it because i don't want the extra aggro and stress in my life of a fine or whatever definitely definitely i think you're right number six uh this is something that we we have possibly been guilty of in the past and possibly last lockdown and potentially this lockdown but it's a risk and i'm gonna cover it go into excess on food or alcohol or drugs or whatever your vice is whatever it is go into excess and it's hard it's a risk and like I said before, you're not going to undo years worth of emotional eating programming or maybe even the fact that you turn to alcohol. Um, but it's a risk and it's something to be aware of if it's creeping in. The only advice I can give on this, I mean, there's tons of things we can go into as to how to stop it and the associations and all that and mental health. But one little trick that may help people watching this is just remove the temptation make it a little bit more challenging. The fact I had to walk to get chocolate in this house is, mm-hmm. is beautiful because last night I was like, I fancy some crap food and I had none in the house. Um, when the last like few months when I was living at my girlfriend's house, there are bags of snacks. As soon as that switch goes and I want it, I'm eating all night. Ready to go. Same with alcohol and I'm guessing the same with drugs. You know, they're there in the house easy to get hold of mm. it's too easy far too easy i think so i think removing them removing them from the from the house is one thing i'd say the other thing that i would advise or suggest to do is to try to be more self-aware so if you are feeling like you're going to go and binge or binge eat binge drink whatever you're going to do is be self-aware try and work out why you want to do it it's not just because you love chocolate. It's not just because you love beers. It's because you're feeling a certain way. 
Now, if you're going to start your journaling and you're going to start doing your gratitude journal, writing down what you're grateful for, write down how you feel on that day as well. If you're thinking about overeating or binging, write down, I feel like this because, and then the more self-aware you are, the more you can break down those feelings and work out why they're there. And then again, you can open up and talk to somebody about it and hopefully it will become a bit easier next time. Yeah, it's a very, very complex web because I've been known for my emotional eating that I think I developed last year, my binging. And when it happens, as people know who are listening to this, there is no off button and there is no sort of moral compass. You just just go and you will do whatever you can to get more of whatever it is um, for no reason. Um, so, yeah. Hopefully you can uh, resonate with me on this. I emotionally eat, I have done for years. When you compete and you go on to a prep and you can't do that anymore, that's not an option. If you want to win or if you want to do really well, that option is no longer there to emotionally eat. And you go, ah, I want to eat that, oh, I want that. And then you, you, when you're competing, and this is what I enjoyed about competing, is that it made me go, hang on, what's wrong? Because you couldn't do it. You yeah. just go, up and get chocolate bar you had to stop and go oh i need to sit with what's wrong with me that's one of the things i really enjoyed about competing because it made me more self-aware and it made me dig deep and work out what was wrong with me at the time yeah i found with competing i just put everything on the back burner every issue in my life i just dealt with after i competed and um for me i think the reason now why i said i'm just doing those little ticks tick boxes every day and mm -hmm. eating a little bit and eating more food and just not worrying too much because if I eat more food, I'm not starving. I'm less likely to binge because mm. what I've been finding is I don't eat much in the day and then that binge will just set off from one emotional thing. Um, whereas now I feel satisfied for all like, there's less chance of me binging, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. You can, you're aware that you feel better already if you're not doing it. It's, it's there, isn't it? Um, number seven, this sort of goes back to something we've already touched on, but putting up walls, Putting up emotional boundary walls and not letting people in, withdrawing from friends and family and conversations and talking to people, and that's a real risk. Um, yeah. I understand why people are going to do it, but try to avoid that. Yeah. Number eight, neglecting physical health. So we touched on that. That's yeah. going to be massive. Physical health is going to make you feel better. We don't want your health to be damaged by, it could be from poor diet, doesn't necessarily mean you need to be exercised. Physical health can be damaged by poor diet. Yeah, get um, and don't use lockdown as an excuse to get takeaways, basically. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Keep your physical health in good order. Um, we can help you with that. This is not a plug for my services, but if you need any help, give me a shout. I can help you with your physical health or one of the other 17 or 18 excellent personal trainers that we have at YPT, the gym, and YPT <laughs> Give us a shout. We can help you out. That's not a plug. Um, Losing balance between work and life. Now, this is something that I'm probably not going to struggle with <laughs> um, because I struggle to get any work done, let alone doing too much work. Oh, but lockdown, I can't work at home. Simple. Some people are working at home and now they don't have the option to get out of the house either. Oh. So make sure you're setting a time where you're going to get off your computer, laptop, whatever it is you're using, get off the phone, shut down make sure you're making that separation between work and family life 
actually, do you know what it is? I lie. I do. I get, think I get more work done at home because I'm at home. It feels like I'm not working. Yeah, yeah. So I feel guilty because I'm not having any work today. You could have spent five hours on your computer working, but because you haven't physically gone to work, it feels like you've done nothing and you've been lazy because you've been on the sofa. Yeah, definitely. Hang on. Right, we're on to the. Is this the last one now? The last one. At the door. Hello from this man, and then we're done. Okay. Let's get through it. Um, getting pushed around by others um, regarding social distancing and others' toxic moods. Um, so, you know, some people, like we said before, you're not going to agree with, oh, he's tired, he's bored of what we're saying. You're not going to necessarily agree <laughs> with what other people are doing in terms of social distancing. People might be saying, oh, just come around my house, just come around, or oh, I'm just going to come around to yours. Um, don't get pushed around if that's your like genuine belief on following the rules as close as you can. Um, then don't get pushed around with them. Others, others being in, in a toxic place or a toxic mood, if you're living, you're tired, are you? <laughs> yeah, we're boring. Yeah, boring the life out of them. If you're living with people that are not in a good place, don't let their mood rub off on you um, if, you can, if you can manage it. Um, and that's your lot, mate. I think I've smashed through the last four there. I know we're on a time frame. Right. We, we've got one minute till a game kicks off, you know? I know, mate. Well, well it's a Skype podcast game, so I've got to try, to try and stream it somehow. Okay. No, I'll pay for it, obviously. Oh, yeah, you've got to, yeah. You've got to tell everyone you are. Um, yeah, mate, uh, hopefully that's been beneficial for everybody that's listening. Like I said, I'm not a mental health expert. I've just got a vested interest. Um, it's my... Yeah, like I said, I'm interested in it. I read a lot about it. And hopefully, if that's helped even one or two people, then it's been beneficial. It's been a beneficial hour. It's exactly what I said to my mother earlier. I said, if one person watches this and gets something out of it, one little thing, then uh, job done. Now are my time. Because um, I'm obviously... <laughs> Sorry, I've just seen him. Literally, he's... Falling asleep, isn't he? Uh, yeah, now are my time. If that helps one person. Even if it helps me or you, mate. So I feel rejuvenated for the rest of the day. Yeah, boys, and how we got to talk to each other, mate, isn't it? which is lovely. And do you know what? If anyone wants to spend quality time with someone, hit the record button because as soon as record goes, I'm not sitting there playing on my phone. You know, if we yeah. were playing on Zoom normally, I'd probably be distracted by other things. But yeah, I know that I'm being filmed. I have to be present. That's it, man. Makes a big difference, doesn't it? Ooh. Oh, God. Right, you ready? You want to go, do you? Right, even today, mate. You better knock it on the head. Yeah, we'll let, I'll let Lenny uh, close the show out. Lenny, say bye to everybody. Bye, guys. See you later. Good luck in lockdown. Don't talk like that, do you? No. See you later, mate. Cheers, guys.